When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go talk to Chris Ballas in the Wolverine.com. Private jet just landed uh, east of Ann Arbor, an unidentified airport. He is back after his week down in South Florida, culminating in a Michigan drubbing at the hands of Georgia, and then three days of delays for flights. Welcome back, Chris. That's good to be home, man. It's crazy, isn't it? What's going on with the airline industry? Oh, it's nuts. Everything's crazy in America. It is. You know, and what's good is that we can get away from reality once in a while. And this run with Michigan, man, the entire season, really, uh, you know, it started mid-October. And I I was disappointed in the way they played, and we'll get to that in a moment. But mm-hmm. I really wanted this week to be National Championship Week on the huge show across Michigan. I really did. Yeah, it wasn't in the cards, and it was pretty evident early in that game. God, at the coin toss, Bill, you had to really be there to appreciate this difference in size. And we talked about this when Notre Dame's been down there and Michigan State against Alabama. It's a different game. These guys are playing semi-pro football, and their bodies are different. If you can, There are a couple of clips that I've seen out there, one where Pickens, the wide receiver for Georgia, looks to the Michigan sideline when they're hooting and hollering and, and gives them the, the shush sign. Then he knocks Daxton Hill on his butt and he goes back and does it again, gives him the shush sign. Uh, then there's another one where Andrew Vistardis is pulling Michigan center and just gets absolutely annihilated by one of those Georgia defensive linemen uh, knocked on his butt. It was a mismatch. The size difference was crazy. We can talk about the game plan. It wasn't great, but they were outmanned at every position, Bill, and it is hard to devise a game plan when you were getting that badly outplayed in the trenches, and basically it was a drubbing in the trenches, they were owned on both sides of the ball. Georgia was going to win that game nine times out of ten, and it was going to take Michigan's best effort and probably Georgia's worst for Michigan to win that one. That's how lopsided it was. And I, I agree with you, Chris. I witnessed that early in the game. My my surprise was that we didn't see McCarthy earlier because of the arm strength and speed and the ability maybe to elude that rush that they could not yeah. handle. I, I thought that was a mistake because when he came in, and granted you got to judge junk time and junk yardage versus real time, but the arm strength on some of those throws, his speed, you know, I look back at that first half and I say, okay, if you bring in McCarthy and you give him a series, not that you're going to bench, um, uh, you know, Mac for the rest of the game, but you you just want to see it. Will it shake it up and make Georgia think and change up defensive looks or pressure? And they just didn't do that, and I still don't know why because they set up McCarthy the entire season for that exact type of game. They really did. Yeah, yeah, and half the time he was running for his life anyway when he was in there in the second half. He was seven of seventeen. Had a couple balls dropped. He's still got to learn how to put better touch on his ball. Uh, had a couple of nice deep throws, a couple of overthrows. So, uh, you know, we're not talking about a savior here at this point. We're talking about a guy whose ceiling is, in my opinion, going to push him to the top of the Michigan depth chart as soon as next year. But 
Yeah, to me, in that first half, the game was over in the first half. In the second half, you bring him in. Uh, I don't think Kate McNamara was very happy about it, but it was the right thing to do, uh, give him an opportunity. Uh, and they were on autopilot. Georgia was. We, we saw very little from them in the second half because we didn't need to. Uh, and uh, everything that they did, uh, they had a, an answer for everything that Michigan did. It was it was unbelievable how well prepared they were. I thought you were right 100% that they were better prepared than Michigan, without a doubt. And uh, But when you can't when you can't simply, uh, we can talk about, again, when you can't simply drop back and give your quarterback time to throw on a three-step drop, and that's how bad it was at times. And when their 380-pound defensive lineman is catching Blake Corum from behind on a stretch play, you're in trouble. And uh, in my opinion, most of it had to do with their, just the, the, the sheer size, speed, strength, everything else. They were just outmanned. And it's tough, Bill, uh, to scheme against it. You know, we, we these video game warriors that call in and everything, well, you should have done this, this, and this. Well, play on your video video game. Play the 0-16 Lions against an all-time team on your Madden game and see what happens. That's kind of what it felt like. And I think going forward, they've learned some lessons. It was a great year in a lot of ways. But it's going to be really, really hard for them, Bill, to crack that top two because those guys aren't going anywhere, and we've seen that. They're hoarding all the talent. I think 40% of the five stars or something over the last few years are going to be playing on Monday night, and you can see it. It's evident in their bodies and in the way they play. Chris Bells for the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line, recapping Michigan's loss to Georgia. I used the X's and Bros uh, poll this morning. Uh, what's one word you would use to describe Michigan's football season? Uh, great. I mean, you were 12 and two and you, and you won the big 10. Anytime you win a championship, it's a great season. Yeah. You lost the, one of your rivals in a controversial game and then you lose to probably the national champion. I don't know about you. I think George is going to win that game, Bill. It's going to be a, a fantastic game, but, uh, really you kind of reached the ceiling for the year. You are not in the upper echelon with Georgia and Alabama. It doesn't matter what you were seeded. They could have drawn Cincinnati and been the one seed. And uh, then, frankly, the top two teams wouldn't have been playing in the final. And that's exactly what we're going to see on Monday night. But it's a great year when you were projected to not – you're outside the top 25, not projected to, what, fourth place, I think, in the East. And uh, to beat Ohio State the way you did, you crushed them. Not just beat them, but crushed them. And Ohio State's going to finish, what, fifth in the country probably. And uh, to do that and finally get over the hump and win the Big Ten for the first time, it's a great year. So now it's not—it's about more than doing it just once, though, Bill. It's about sustaining it and competing for it every year. Uh, playing with Ohio State toe-to-toe, I don't think they're going to win 50% of the games, but you can win two out of five. Uh, get them at home. Uh, you know, that to me is, is realism in, in the 2020s. But uh, they took a huge step this year. It'll be fascinating to see what they do next year. I think the offense will be better. I think the defense is going to take a step back with David Ojabo and Aiden Hutchinson, two elite defensive ends going to the pros. But I like Mike McDonald, uh, his game plan against Georgia notwithstanding. Of course, again, it's hard to game plan for a team that's getting nine yards on first down, running the ball right at you. So, But a great season for Michigan by all counts, and I think uh, they're going to be one of the favorites to, to repeat next year. Chris, just think if Alabama doesn't have that unbelievable Saturday night in the SEC title game, they don't make the playoff. Notre Dame probably is the fourth team in Cincinnati's three Michigan would have played Cincinnati probably in Dallas Notre Dame then would have played Georgia at the Orange Bowl and Michigan would have had a great shot at getting back to the Midwest in Indy 
One and game frankly, that's why. And frankly, that's why we need a bigger playoff. Let's be honest. Right. You can have a bad night or two bad nights. It's very, very clear, right, that Georgia and Alabama are the top two teams. Yes. And Alabama barely escaped Auburn, but Alabama, say, is an eight seed or something like that, uh, is still going to annihilate probably somebody or, or have a great chance to win in uh, in their first round game. You know, or if it's twelve teams, whatever. So uh, that's why the playoff needs to be expanded, and I will continue to say that uh, it, you can't, you just don't know, uh, especially when these teams don't play each other. And we know that the SEC, we can talk it until we're blue in the face about comparing the conferences, but the top of the SEC is always going to be elite and going to be the best for the most part, along with Clemson. Ohio State's going to continue to be there. You're basically playing for third or fourth right now if you're in the Big Ten and you're not Ohio State. You're hoping that Michigan will get there, uh, but boy, they're just not recruiting the, the same types of players. And again, it was so evident, Bill, and looking at the bodies of these guys down there, it was insane. It was literally like playing a semi-pro team or a, or a bad NFL team. Uh, that's how big and strong these guys were. They were just overmatched. I said it after watching Alabama-Cincinnati in the first game and having a few cold ones with my buddies. I said Alabama made Cincinnati look like a college team and Alabama look like an NFL team. And then I said, there's no way Georgia will do that to Michigan. And then end of the first quarter, before that, before the end of the first quarter, I said, if Georgia doesn't start making mistakes to beat themselves, Michigan doesn't have a chance and they didn't do it. And it was game over. Aiden Hutchinson... And a Jabo, if you go back and watch it uh, slower speed, like on the DVR, like I did, you can see that Kirby Smart, who's a defensive guy in his own right, that their game plan was to say a Jabo and Hutchinson won't own the edges, and I don't think that defense can beat us. He was right, and it was 100%. And uh, they were better at every position other than that. Uh, you got two guys that are going to go in the first round, and Hutchinson might go over number one overall. They chipped him. Uh, they got the ball out quickly. Their game plan was to neutralize those guys and, and give them credit. It's not just about talent. It's X's and O's, too, and those guys are, are really good. They're very well coached. Uh, they've patterned their program after Alabama, and they look exactly like them, don't they? It's it's unreal. I just read that they just poached Alabama's strength and conditioning coach last year, too. Two or two years ago. And uh, so, I mean, they're doing everything they can to try to mirror Alabama and get over the hump. Uh, take that as you will. But uh, those are by any means necessary programs that are know what it takes to win and are going to do what it takes to win, Bill. Again, they're not going away. And, uh, you know, it makes for, frankly, it makes it a little bit boring because it feels like everybody else is playing college football and these guys are playing semi-pro ball. I'm sure their fans don't feel that way, but I feel that way. And it's unfortunate because uh, that's just kind of what it's become and that's what it's going to be going forward. Chris, before I let you go, uh, I delivered a huge opinion that the quarterback battle during the offseason, I get replacing Ajabo and Hutchinson who are mm-hmm. off to the NFL, but that quarterback battle with the transfer portal, when I see a guy like Caleb Williams uh, going to college football free agency uh, and put his name in the portal after he took Spencer Adler's job, who now is at South Carolina, I wonder how Harbaugh is going to keep both McNamara and McCarthy around if one is named the starter over the other. 
Yeah, I don't, it stinks, doesn't it? I mean, it's it is. It's flat out free agency, and if they don't get a job, uh, I remember Don Brown, Michigan's former defensive coordinator, saying a few years ago, you know, what happened to competing for a job? Those days are over because guys can go to the portal, and then it's you know open to the highest bidder essentially now. And I think what you're going to see is these guys are going to come out of spring ball. He's not going to name a starter. I know that both of these kids love it here. Uh, we know people that have talked to J.J. McCarthy's dad, and he says he's happier than a pig in slop here, and uh, but. But at the same time, these kids want to play. So I think it's going to come down to that opening game. It wouldn't surprise me at all, Bill, if we saw a platoon next year and then one of those guys leave at the end of the year. It's just the way it is. I don't expect it to happen before the season, but nothing surprises me anymore. Uh, I do know the character of these guys, that these guys are not the kind of guys to quit on their team, So, but they're both very competitive. So it'd be great for Michigan to have them both next year. I don't think it's realistic that both will be on the roster the following year. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. Chris, thank you. We'll connect soon. Anytime, Bill. Thanks, brother. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.